Don't get technical with me. But enough of my technical mumbo-jumbo. Allow me to demonstrate. Oh, absolutely. We're going to demonstrate what technicals are doing when it comes to the market. This is Talking Technicals on Money Life. And I'm joined right now by Zach Johnson. He is Chief Investment Officer at Stack Financial Management, which is a sister firm to Investec Research, which publishes the Investec newsletter. You can learn about Stack Financial Management at stackfinancialmanagement.com and you can root around there to get more information on the Investec Research if you are looking for it. Zach Johnson, it's great to have you back on Money Life. Yes, Chuck, thanks again. And new intro music. That's the first time I've heard that one. It, it is. We've been changing all of our intros and tightening things up a little bit and a few different sounders. Come back on a different day of the week. Our Talking Technicals intro actually changes based on where it is in the week. <laughs> but now i got to remind my audience that you're here on the GameBridge Hotline. Are you searching for flexibility in your annuity products? Starting in the second year of your annuity contract, you may withdraw up to 10% of your account value each year without penalty. It's another way GainBridge puts you in control of your financial future. Gain access, gain control, gain bridge. Visit gainbridge.life to get started. Zach, as we get started, I don't want to just draw on the reputation of the Investec newsletter and Investec Research and Stack Financial Management and go, well, you guys are always on the bearish side of things. But you guys do tend to look a little more bearishly at things. So right now, what do you see happening? And are, are we at all close to the end of what we're seeing? Like, is the rally that we've seen, is there any hope that that's not just a bear market rally? Yeah, it's a, it, as usual, it's a great question. Good way to open kind of this section. You know, as far as your, your overall statement, you're right. We, we have been, especially over the last few years, we've been pretty hesitant to get very bullish on the market. It's been a combination of, of the technical landscape and then just general overvaluation in, in numerous different segments of the market, whether it be equities, housing, um, and even fixed income. So we have been pretty hesitant overall. But I think the biggest question on investors' minds as we stand today is, is this a bear market rally or is this the beginning of a new bull market? And I think that's what everybody is questioning and, and asking. And, and we do follow a pure weight of the evidence approach. We like to, to marry both technical and macroeconomic data with our bottom-up fundamental analysis of stocks. But when we're talking about bear market rally or new bull market, you want to focus on the technicals. And so from a technical standpoint, we're looking at three different data points. And right now, it still has us in the camp of bear market rally. And so number one, we've really gotten a lack of bullish confirmation. And we kind of base that on two key data indicators. Uh, number one, from our standpoint, we have not seen a breath thrust. And that's based on how we measure it, measure it overall. And I know others, I've seen quite a few news stories and some headlines where there has been statements of a breath thrust, but we require a 2.0 ratio of advanced to decline issues on the NYSE over a 10-day period. And so far, we have not seen that triggered. And one of the reasons um, you mentioned kind of the history of of our two different firms, and we've been around for a very long time period, and some of these other breath thrusts actually have quite a significant amount of false positives. You can get 30 to 40% of false triggers. This one, um, the one that we utilize, really has an excellent track record. And in fact, if you look at forward-looking returns from when these are, are triggered, um, on about a 9- to 12-month basis, you really get almost zero 
incorrect positive signals. But at this point, we haven't gotten that triggered. And the second one is we have, we have not seen a formation of what's called a bullish selling vacuum in Investec's negative leadership composite. And I, I brought up this indicator many different times on the show, and it just measures downside leadership. And a selling vacuum is formed when there becomes a complete absence of stocks that are reaching new 52-week lows. And we have seen a reduction, there's no doubt. Obviously, with the rally of this, this size and this strength, um, you're, you're going to see a reduction in these new lows. Uh, but to this point, we've really yet to see a bullish selling vacuum. And that, to us, again, these are bullish confirmation signals. And, and we don't try to call it a, a direct bottom, just like we don't try to call, call a direct top. Instead, we just try to wait, do a weight-of-the-evidence approach. And at this point, we just don't have confirmation. What is it going to take? I mean, is there a support and resistance level that we got to shoot through or we got to see stand up that makes you say, okay, add that to the rest of it. And now we're in the right position. You know, it's, it's almost more of a breadth based indicator that would really drive this. And so we need much more persistency in breadth. We've gotten some great days. Volume's been stellar. Breadth has been really solid. But then looking over longer-term periods, like I said, 10-day periods in tandem, it hasn't been as consistent. And I think what's going to be a little bit of a headwind as we kind of look forward over the, uh, the next few weeks or whatnot is we are near-term overbought. Um, another indicator, the Investec's pressure factor, which really measures a combination of breadth, volume, and price all together, it's significantly overbought, um, reaching a level that historically, in a pretty quick fashion, we tend to get kind of a mean reversion. Now, another thing is the RSI on the S&P 500. It just reached overbought levels. Both of these are near-term trading tools rather than longer-term indicators. But this does kind of lead, it could lead to that next round of selling as people once again digest some of this rally, find out how overbought it's become and start coming down. Now, bigger picture, I want to kind of answer your question now as we start looking at other, other pieces of information. When we look at one of the biggest risks we see going forward, and we're getting close to the end of the most recent earnings season, is we start to see a lot of pressure coming down on corporate earnings. Um, in fact, if you remove energy, if you remove the energy sector, which of course is seen with such a, a large move in oil, the energy sector is knocked out of the park with their earnings. But if you remove that sector of the economy or that sector sector of the market, corporate earnings are down about 4% over the course of this quarter. But we really have not seen forward-looking estimates from analysts come down at all. And if we look back at, at historical bear markets and we look back at, at other time periods in the past, I'll, I'll use 2000 to 2002 or 2007 to 2009, if you look at forward analyst estimates when it comes to earnings, where that next leg of the bear market starts to happen is when corporate earnings and people really start to digest that the economy's not as in as good of shape as it has been. Um, the headwinds that corporations are going to face, whether it be labor costs, whether it be persistent inflation, whether it be just the outright demand destruction that can happen during any type of recessionary period or just general bear market, all three of those leaning on corporate earnings, when you get those forward estimates to come down aggressively, that's when you see that next leg of the market. 
So in aggregate, when you're asking me the question about what it's going to take, I think it's going to be, be something where the market really starts to digest all this information that's coming out, and, and we see that next leg down. My audience probably doesn't know that what you can't see in my office from any angle that you would be able to look in it unless you were standing next to me is a chart. It's a poster from Stack Management. You probably don't even know that it's in my office, but you know that you know the chart I'm talking about. I do. It's this I do. big chart that shows kind of everything happening in the market. And one of the key elements there that for years I wondered, like, does it really need to be there is CPI, Consumer Price Index. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the chart that right now probably is the most interesting. And yet we've come all this time without talking about it. If you guys think CPI is important enough, if you think inflation is important enough to be there, how is inflation affecting everything? Because inflation is not something that shows up in breadth and all the other things you've been talking about. I totally agree. And I'm glad you brought that up because when's the last time as investors, we've really had to pay attention to inflation. We've been in a deflationary environment for so long, a lot of investors don't even pay attention to it anymore. And and we don't really pay attention to how long inflationary cycles can last. And so we got this most recent CPI print, and everybody's talking peak inflation. Everybody's talking about, since we came down um, about a percent on overall CPI level, that that's it. This is Goldilocks for investors, Goldilocks for stocks. But Looking at that chart, and I'm glad you brought that up, Investec puts that up every single year, and it's one of the greatest things to look at because we are market historians. It's one of the key things that separates us, and we, we really focus on historical cycles. You go back to the latter part of the 60s, the 70s, and the 1980s when inflation was a persistent issue, and it's not an easy thing to end. It's not an easy thing to stomp out, and we have inflationary psychology in our current environment. And with that, it's going to be much, in our opinion, inflation is going to be much more persistent. It's going to be much more stubborn. And even though the Fed, we probably have reached peak inflation, we actually tend to agree with that narrative. But peak versus high or persistently stubborn are two different discussions. And if you have persistently stubborn, that means we can peak out, but the Fed's going to continue to lean on the market, continue to increase interest rates, or just flat out not be accommodative. And all that means is the playbook that you had in the last 10 years needs to be completely changed. And you need to look forward as an investor and be a lot more cautious, a lot more defensive. And in our opinion, Use these bear market rallies as an opportunity to reposition yourself if you have become too speculative or over overweighted in stocks, and be aware that this weight of the evidence approach, keeping an eye on all these data points, and be careful in, in, as you move forward. Zach, great stuff as always. I expect nothing less when we get a chance to chat. Thanks so much for doing it. I got more questions, so I just have to come back down the line. Excellent. Well, good to talk to you again. That's Zach Johnson, the Chief Investment Officer at Stack Financial Management. StackFinancialManagement.com, sister to Investec Research. You can learn about both firms by going to StackFinancialManagement.com. Up next, John Blank, Chief Economist and Chief Equity Strategist from Zach's Investment Research. There's more market talk coming right after this message. 